Welcome to the Dashboard Effect Podcast. I'm Brick Thompson. And I'm Caleb Oaks. Hey, Caleb, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. So today we're going to talk about situations where you actually might not want to use a data warehouse in your in your BI work. And there's a few of them. Uh, some of them actually will illustrate why you still do want to use one. But let's focus on uh, what are the situations where where you don't want to use use one. And and just sort of as a, a lead in, people are probably going to think that guys who make their living build, building data warehouses are going to say you should always use a data warehouse. Or we might present this in a way that even though we're saying, oh, you don't have to here, you probably do anyway. We're actually going to try not to do that. We're going to try to explain the, the, the situations where it definitely makes sense to skip it or probably does. Anyway, what's the first situation that you can think of? Yeah. Well, not all, we don't always build data warehouses, right? There are times where even for our client work where we don't build a data warehouse where you might just connect to some data and, and pull some stuff in. So, um, you know, first situation is you need to do a, just some sort of analysis. You need to figure out what you're working with. You don't, you don't have visibility into the data that you need and you just need to see it, right? You may not need to see that it's ongoing. It may not have to be something that, uh, you get regularly delivered to your inbox, but you just need to see some data. Right. So in other words, it's it's a situation where you don't need some kind of scalable, repeatable report necessarily at this point. You might later, but at this point, you really just need some data so you can do some analysis and and maybe do a one-time report or a very infrequent report, that type of thing. Right. Exactly. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be some some big thing. And a lot of times you get a ton of value out of just pulling some data quickly. As soon as you when you go through a data warehouse, it it slows down the process a little bit. Right. So you don't you're going to have to go through a bit of ETL. Those things can be fast, but, you know, you're talking two or three days to get the data into a data warehouse or into some sort of, uh, you know, data lake or something like that, where as opposed to maybe half a day or a day, if you know what you're doing, to just pull it into a tool like Power BI, uh, for example. Yeah, yeah. I could think of a specific case recently where one of our customers, uh, they were owned by a private equity firm, and they were being sold. They were out for sale. And uh, one of the acquiring companies uh, requested some due diligence data, some reporting. And it was data that they weren't reporting on regularly. And it was, it included some data that wasn't even in the data warehouse. And it didn't make sense to build a robust ongoing uh, reporting solution for that because they really just needed to report on this historical data this one time. And so that was a perfect example of a case where it made sense to just connect directly to um, the data, pull, pull it into spreadsheets from, you know, from the assorted source systems and then do some reporting without going into the data warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Left you speechless. All right. Well, let's move on to the next situation. So uh, uh, what's situation number two? Um, so so the, you could run into situations where you may want a report that is delivered to your inbox every day. Um, but that report just comes out of a single source and it's easy enough to get to. The data is uh, you only need that data to build the report. Maybe that system that you're pulling data out of doesn't have good reporting. 
Um, and you, you just need this report to, to kind of help you go about your day. Um, and you don't need it to be combined with any other sources. So it's just a single source. Uh, and you just need a simple report built on top of it. Uh, so that single source is not good enough to just say just, just because it's from one source. Um, you may have to do some really heavy data engineering work. Um, and in that case, you don't want to just do a direct connection to your source. You, you want to have something else that's going to allow you to do that data engineering, like a data warehouse. Um, but in, in any case, if it's a simple enough report, um, one data source might as well go ahead and do it. Yeah. yeah okay. So um, the fact that it's a single data source means that you don't have, well, you may not have as complex um, needs around transforms and combining data and figuring out conform dimensions and so on. So um, you may have a situation where your data modeling is just simpler. And so it might be more economical and more efficient simply to build the reporting uh, data model, that dimensional model, right in in your reporting tool, say it's Power BI, as opposed to going to a data warehouse first. Are there are there situations? I mean, you sort of hinted hinted at it. Situations where it's a single data source. You said if it's sort of complex transforms that are needed, you still might want to go to the data warehouse. So you're not doing that in the reporting tool itself. Um, are there are there other reasons you might not want to, if it's a single source? In other words, uh, even though it's a single source, are there other reasons that would make you still want to put it in the data warehouse first? I guess it depends on the tool that you're using. If you're using something like Power BI, you can basically do anything you want. Um, so that's really the only reason, you know, if you're in a scale, um, maybe just the size of data, even if it's a simple report, but you have, you know, a terabyte of data, you're, you're probably going to want to do something with that before it hits your report or before it hits Power Query and, you know, causes Power BI to crash on you. Uh, so there are some things like that, but uh, for the most part, uh, if it's a single source, it's a small, reasonable size of data, um, you know, go ahead and just connect directly to it. And and I think that, that that does make me think of a distinction that I think we should make. When we say data warehouse, that is, we are talking about, you know, a data warehouse with dimensional modeling. Um, but there are, you know, cases where, uh, you may pull it into a different database. Now, it's not necessarily a data warehouse, but that could help you deal with some of the, uh, you know, a large transaction uh, or a large number of rows to where you can do some of that data engineering you need to do without having to put it into a proper data warehouse schema and uh, dimensionalize and uh, pump it out to Power BI. So there's there's kind of the way I look at it is there's, you know, direct connection with Power BI. So you're just going with the tool, going, getting the data, visualizing it. There's kind of this intermediate step of we're going to pull the data out and put it somewhere where we can do some additional engineering on it. Um, and then there's we're going to pull the data out, engineer it and dimensional model it into a proper data warehouse. Gotcha. Just wanted to call that out. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. You know, the other thing I thought of as you were explaining that was you might have a case where you need type two type historical data. So you might have a data source that actually doesn't keep track of some dimensional data over time historically. And if you need to track that, so for example, if you need to know uh, 12 months ago what salesperson was assigned to what market in your CRM system and your system doesn't keep track of that, it only shows the current mapping of salespeople to markets. That's another case where 
again, you may not need to go to a full data warehouse, but you're going to have to store that data as it was sort of snapshots on the days that you pull it in that uh, source system. Am I getting that right? Or not source system, the reporting system. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, snap, I mean, snapshots are another one to, to think about type twos for sure. And snapshots, I would, I would, you know, place those in, uh, even though they're simple enough to create, they do make the reporting more complex. So, um, I would place that as, as you're no longer talking about a simple report at that point. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, and I was thinking about, you know, what's an example of, of this type of uh, single data source? Don't need to combine it with other data later. Um, it might be something as um, sort of primitive as safety data that's tracked in a, a hand track spreadsheet somewhere across the company, maybe a shared spreadsheet. You know, that might be a perfect example of a single data source that you're going to do some simple reporting on. Doesn't need to land in a data warehouse or even a, a database for, for uh, transforms beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. And there's plenty of those, those examples out there, right? There's all kinds of uh, business processes where people are just using Excel. And then now Excel has all sorts of problems, which we won't go into in this episode, but, um, you know, that's a perfectly reasonable scenario, of course. Thinking of another situation where you may not use a, a data warehouse, and that might be a data source where you cannot automate the ETL, the pulling into the data, like, there's no API or no data export capability. Maybe there's only some summary reporting um, that you can then scrape and put into a spreadsheet. And I, I guess you could put it into a database from there. But that might be another case where uh, for, for the particular report coming off of this system, you're not using a data warehouse. I guess you could still make the argument that, okay, even after you scrape that data, you may want it in a data warehouse so you can relate it to data from other sources. But that occurs to me as one that uh, that might qualify for no data warehouse. We're just going to report right off of this, say, uh, summary report. Yeah, I think the problem that you run in with run into with scraping data, for example, is you know you don't you lose any sort of database integrity, right? They're they're not going to put their keys or IDs on the screen in most cases. So um, you also have to think about, you know, is this a, a light enough lift or is there a, f a small enough set of data that I can just do a screen scrape and I'm basically reloading my entire data set every time I run that because you're not going to be able to do, you might be able to do some snapshots, but then again, back to our earlier point, that's no longer very simple, um, but you're not going to be able to really relate things together uh, in a good way by doing that screen scrape. So yeah, so yeah, you're right. I mean, there are cases where that does make a ton of sense and, you know, tools like a Power BI actually make it easy. If, if your data source is in like an HTML table or something, you can go grab it from that site or wherever it's at and use a nice little friendly UI to you know, format your data and get into a spot where you can do some good reporting on it. Yeah, okay. All right. The next case that we thought of uh, as we were thinking about this podcast where it may make sense to skip the data warehouse is where your data source has really poor data quality. And even though it might be useful for some analysis, you don't necessarily want to mix it with your well-curated, well-governed data warehouse. That's right. You know, why make a mess in there when you don't have to? You probably can get 
What I would do in that situation, actually, is I, I would connect the reporting tool and the analysis tool, the analytical tool to the data source, do some analysis, do some profiling, um, actually use it to start cleaning up some of that data, uh, and then ultimately take on the, the task of porting it over and getting it into that single source of truth. Okay, that makes sense. So stays outside of the data warehouse until you get it sort of up to snuff where you're happy to mix it with the rest of your well-curated and, and governed data. Well said. Okay. Well, I was just repeating what you said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another case uh, that we thought of was maybe you want to do some discovery on data just to decide how it should go into the data warehouse. Um, so rather than jumping right into, let's say you've got a data warehouse, jumping right into um, taking a new data source and doing an ETL and putting it right into the data warehouse, maybe you need to play with it first and do some reporting, do some profiling, that type of thing. And, you know, there's another case where you might connect and actually get a lot of benefit out of working with it separate from the data warehouse before pulling it in. You know, that's one of the great things about a tool like Power BI. And one of the ways that we actually recommend some of our clients to do stuff is, you know, go look at some of the raw data, um, kind of see if what figure out what you're if what you're trying to do is possible and how it might look. Um, we can also we've also helped with that process um, and actually built some of those. You can think of them as small reporting POCs. And what that helps you do is figure out the logic um, for the report and what metrics you need to report on. And it ultimately informs a really solid data warehouse and dimensional modeling design that's going to scale really well and be very performant for your production ready report. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Any other situations, sort of broad situations you can think of where you would skip the data warehouse, at least initially? You know, sometimes I guess sometimes you just need to do a different report out of your source system. You know, you may not actually even have to pull the data to a tool like Power BI. Um, and I, I think the key thing here that I want to stress is making sure that you do understand, you know, what do I need to do? And do I need to have this report every single day? And do I have to have it, you know, engineered and built out? Or do I just need to know a certain piece of information at this point in time? And then I don't need to worry about it again. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's just to wrap up, think about sort of reverse it. When should you strongly consider using a data warehouse? You know, I guess all of the opposites of what we just <laughs> talked about, right? And then, yeah. and then most of the time it, it's interesting because what you'll do is let's say you don't use uh, you know, a data warehouse or any sort of back end really, and you're just using a front end tool. Um, you could almost say like, well, just like Excel or Power BI or a Tableau or whatever, and you're building some reports. What quickly happens is your reports will evolve and they'll expand and um, you're going to get feedback from people and they're going to love it and the, the ideas start running rampant. And the next thing you know, you're, you've just kind of got this uh, this ball of spaghetti and, and you're like, oh, this is just not performing very well anymore. And, you know, we, we have a problem here now and, you, and then you have to re-engineer the whole thing. Um what I'm trying to say is that it, it quickly 
goes from this is a simple report to we have all these requirements now and we can't meet them with this this simple tool so um keeping that door open to i'm going to do something simple but once we start doing real stuff here we got to start figuring out a different back end um something like a data warehouse that's going to be able to uh, meet our needs yeah something that'll scale better be easier to govern um be easier to keep consistent all those things yeah yeah that's probably the most common but there's also other other scenarios you know where where you might have multiple sources of data that house the same type of data and you need to pull them together you're essentially doing more data engineering type work before the data actually lands in a report um, those scenarios for sure need something like a data warehouse okay good another uh, uh, big red flag is if you're pulling data if you're reporting on data directly from a transactional system you might impact the performance of that transactional system um, if you hit the if you hit that report and refresh that data a lot so let's say you produce a report it's directly connected to your transactional data source and that report gets a lot of traction in your company and people are using it a lot um, that could be a problem and so that's another case where you're better off having an etl run you know once an hour or in the middle of the night when it's not impacting that transactional system and getting that data into the data warehouse that's a really good point you know with a data warehouse and proper etl you could probably run that thing every five minutes and only pull the change in updated records so it's a very light touch to your source system but you still have close to live data you, you can't do that if you don't have some sort of data infrastructure to support it yeah that's right okay another another obvious one is if your data source is not conducive to direct querying um, from your analytics or reporting tool and it's going to take some kind of fancy code to pull the data. Maybe you even need to write, you know, some C-sharp code or who knows what to get it in. I mean, obviously that's a case where you're not going to do it directly in the reporting tool. I guess you could write that code, pull that data down into that sort of intermediate data store that you were describing earlier. Um, but probably at this point you're, you're building a true ETL and you might as well start building a data mart or data warehouse. Right. Yeah. You know, you can think of those as APIs are a good example where you might have to do some paging. It's not, that's not, you, you really do have to know what you're doing in order to make that happen. And in order to write that code, you might as well just, you know, just give yourself a head start towards building a data warehouse at that point. Yep. All right. Another time where, uh, where you probably need a data warehouse is if you're going to need better performance in your reports, then you can figure out how to do through the reporting tool. Again, we'll just use Power BI because that's what we use. But um, there, there are things you can do in the data warehouse to create transformed summary tables that will speed up the performance of your report a lot. And users, you know, users might be patient for a five, maybe a 10 second load on a report, but we're also used to instantly loading pages now um, that if you're asking a user to wait 20 plus seconds, uh, that's that's not going to go over well, and you might be better off getting the data into this into a data warehouse and doing transforms, so it's just easier to to pull the data quickly. Yeah, right. I mean, that, what jumps out to me is those snapshots, like you were saying. You know, if I mean, well, let me let me give you this example. This is a much better example. So, 
Um, let's say you've got something like leases that you're analyzing and they have a start and end date and you want to know how many active leases were on a certain date. You can do that inside of reporting tools using the expression language. You definitely can. Um, problem is that's really slow and it's really in, in, intensive on those, uh, engines on the back end engines for these, these tools. So, um, you're going to have a really hard time getting good performance out of it. Uh, however, if you have a, a data warehouse or that you can apply some additional transformations on, you can expand, for lack of a better term, the dates between the start and the end, and it makes your reporting life so much simpler. I mean, it actually speeds up, it would speed up report development a lot. Uh, by doing that. So maybe that's another, that's another case, right? Is that, uh, you need to have quick report development, um, and your data is already in the data warehouse or in a place that you can grab it from your data warehouse easily enough. Um, and, you know, it's a complex report or something. It, it's going to be able to make your reporting life a lot easier if you're able to have a proper, good dimensional model that's going to meet your reporting requirements. Yeah. So even though you're going to spend the investment to get that data into the data warehouse, you actually get ROI and return on that investment just because the reporting development is so much easier in the long run. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice balance and it's not, it's not a, not a black and white situation, but, um, one that, that you'll get experience figuring that out. We've got plenty of it. Yep. <laughs> We do. We, we do figure out the uh, hard way to learn things sometimes. Um, That's right. Another way is it, uh, the, or another time that you probably should go to a data warehouse is, is if you know the underlying data for a particular report, especially if it's an important report, if you know that's going to change sometime in the relatively near future, you probably want to base the report itself off of a, a data warehouse reporting model so that you're not having to connect to the new data source once that's in place and sort of rewiring that report. You want to have continuity for your users. So if you know you're getting a new CRM system, you know, in, in six months, you probably want to pull the data from the current CRM system into the data warehouse. Because if you're going to have reporting that people are using to, to run the business or do their jobs, you want to have a seamless switch to that new system. And having the data warehouse allows that because you can pull that data from that new system into the data warehouse and not have to change your reporting layer at all. Hopefully the users don't even notice. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, that's a really good point. The, the, another reason to do that is that most of the time, in some cases you do migrate all of your history, but a lot of times you don't, you just migrate open deals. For example, if it's a CRM, right. And you're not going to migrate the history. So without somewhere to store that like a data warehouse you're not going to be able to keep that history intact yeah really good point i didn't even think of that as i thought of this one but yeah that's really important the last thing i can think of or main thing that uh, i can think of where you need to use a data warehouse is if you're going to need row level or row level security for accessing data in other words you're going to have a report that everybody's looking at the same report, but you only want people to see the data that they're allowed to see. So you might have a report that gives you um, information, let's say, on sales by region, and you have a sales manager for each region, and you want when they go into the report to only see the reporting for their region. Uh, having the data 
in a data warehouse makes that a lot easier because you can feed that data automatically through uh, membership in, in AD groups so that the person writing the report doesn't have to think about um, doing filtering for that security, but the system itself will just manage that. Yeah, I mean, I mean just like anything else, it gives you so much more flexibility uh, than the tool does, right? You can think of the tool as you, you're kind of being held down by the limitations of the tool. Uh, and as soon as you get it into get the data into a place where you can you can manage it yourself a little bit easier. Uh, Real level security is a good example. If you needed to add a custom user table that uh, manages security a certain way, you can put that in your data warehouse a lot easier than you can. Um, and it's not as isolated as if you just stuck it into to Power BI. Okay. Yep. All right. Any um, any final thoughts here before we wrap up? Yeah, I, I think the the key takeaway from this for me is um, keeping using something like a data warehouse ultimately gives you so much more flexibility um, and scalability and robustness and modularity than than you would uh, otherwise. But you know, making sure that you pay attention to use cases and think about the future that's going to allow you to make a good decision on whether or not uh, you need to take on that ETL and data warehouse work, or if you just need a quick hit report right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been a good discussion. Thanks, Caleb. I, th I think it was a, an important one to cover. Um, I'll look forward to uh, sitting down with you here again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Brett.